Hey there, Leah Ryan here. Welcome to episode 10 of the Authors Breathe podcast. Today's author is Katherine Heaney, and she'll read from her book, Destiny Calls. Destiny Calls is a fantasy novel with a touch of romance, a classic good versus evil story, a growing up fairy tale. The characters move between the dimensions of Anandria and Earth through a portal that art student Laura created when she painted a picture of a land she saw in her dreams, a magical land where she had resided during another lifetime. In Anandria, there's a man, Varan, who is determined to protect her. He claims that she is his soulmate and his wife, and that she is the only person who can curtail Lucifer through her healing touch. In this excerpt from Chapter 9, Varan has come to Earth to convince Laura to return to Anandria. And at the beginning of Chapter 10, we see the pair as they venture back to Anandria. Chapter 9. How do you spell anticipation? No, wait, make that frustration, Laura moaned. Well, do you know? It's spelled V-A-A-R-O-N. And who on earth doubles up on an A in a name? Mandy's dark eyes sparkled with amusement. That's the problem with your logic. He's not from Earth. Laura dropped her head into her hands. They were sitting at Mandy's kitchen table on the main floor of the house. Veron was up in the apartment taking a shower. He seemed to spend a lot of time in the shower, claiming the warm water was heaven sent. Apparently in Verisaw, his hometown, they still lugged water to a tub for bathing. What's got you so tied up in knots, Mandy asked. Laura lifted her head and glared at her best friend. Two days ago, he told me in no uncertain terms, he'd become my lover. And you object. Mandy made this a statement. Did I say that? Laura threw out her arms. I said, he told me this two days ago. So, has the man even looked at me since then? Well, he sleeps on the floor outside your apartment door every night to keep you safe. Yeah, yeah, he's the protector, but he hasn't looked at me, Mandy. Oh, I don't know about that. The other day when you got tired answering his questions about electricity and you showed him how to search on your laptop, you couldn't have wedged a piece of paper between the two of you sitting on the couch. But he hasn't looked at me, she stressed again. All he looks at is Google, a most informative machine, as he says. He's decided since he discovered the computer that TV is useless and kind of redundant. Yeah, guys seem to be born with a knack for technology. But don't you think that after putting a statement like that out there, he'd try something? He's driving me crazy. Mandy reached across the table and took hold of her hands. He's biding his time. Huh? When you aren't looking, his attention is definitely focused on you. It's like he's studying you and you're a puzzle to solve. I think if this reincarnation thing is true, you are acting completely out of character for Lauren, and he's not sure what to do. Really? That's my take on the situation. Oh, he's driving me crazy. Mandy laughed. You already said that. Better get used to him. Starting tomorrow, you're in his territory. I know. Every time I think about it, I wonder if it's all real. Why is this happening to me? And if I'm truthful with myself, being under Veron's radar is kind of thrilling, but scary. I've only known him for three days. He says he's known me for years. Apparently, we were childhood playmates. That's where he's wrong. If you are Lauren reincarnated, it's only the soul that's moved on, not your life experiences that have helped to mold your current persona. There is probably a startling difference between the woman Veron knew and the woman you are today. What he assumes he knows about you 
and the contradicting behavior he's experiencing in your company has probably set him back hard on his ass. Glad I'm not alone, Laura quipped sarcastically. My head's spinning. Jeez, I wish he'd make a move. The weight is killing me. And what will I do when he does make a move? Ah. Shall we go through the list one more time, Mandy asked, picking up several pages off the table. A heavy sigh left Laura's lips. I don't know. I'm pretty sure we've thought of everything. The only thing I need to do is give you power of attorney and make you my beneficiary. Ed should be here soon. I'm just glad he said he'd drop by on his way home so I didn't have to go downtown today. Yeah, for a lawyer, Ed is a real gem. Mandy patted Laura's hand. I've got your affairs covered at this end. I'll make sure all your bills are paid on time and I've got your passwords for your accounts. I'll even make sure you're registered for your last year at the university, if you're gone that long. Mandy rose from her seat and came around the table to wrap Laura in a heartfelt hug. But you come back. I can't lose you. You come back to the portal as soon as you can. You think waiting for Veron to make a move is taking forever. Well, waiting to hear from you will be unbearable. Mandy's tears hit Laura's shoulder, and she felt her own eyes pool with love and fear for the future. God, Mandy, I promise I'll try to keep you informed. I promise I'll try to return. A sob escaped her, and Mandy's arms tightened in reassurance. Thank you, Mandy. I love you. And I, you, you are my sister. Hey, are you having a pity party without me? The two women were startled into silence as they gawked at Veron, wrapped in a long terry robe. I did get the use of that earth phrase correct, did I not? Mute nods met his question, and his heart melted at the sight of their tear-streaked cheeks. Good, good, because just think about the sacrifices I will have to make. You? Laura hiccuped, somewhat intrigued by his statement. Yes, love. No more hot showers, no clothes with zippers. That brought a weepy smile to Laura's face. It seemed every time they were alone in the apartment, Veron was zipping and unzipping his new tight jeans and muttering about inventing the fastener in Anandria. Of course, that meant her eyes were continually drawn in that direction. And no more Google. The doorbell rang. Mandy grabbed a tea towel and dabbed at her face. That'll be Ed, Laura's lawyer. I'll get the door. Edmund? Good choice, Laura. Has he been your lawyer for long? Since I was 12 when my parents died. Why? Edmund means happy defender. A good name for a lawyer. Laura walked over to him, turned him about, at least he let her, and said, Go on, get out of here. What would Ed think if he saw you standing here in Mandy's kitchen in nothing but a bathrobe? She gave a small push and he obliged by moving to the stairs. His eyebrows rose and fell a couple of times when he looked back over his shoulder. He might wonder which of you two lovely ladies would get lucky. God, two days on earth and you're already picking up the vernacular. Now go on, get out of here so I can splash some water on my face before I have to face my lawyer. Much later that night, when the house was dark and silent, Laura opened her apartment door. Veron lay across the opening, his head on a pillow, his body wrapped loosely in a blanket. Laura? Hey, she said quietly. Is something amiss? Can't sleep. He rolled to his feet. Come here, he said as he opened his arms. With a sigh of defeat, she accepted his invitation and lay her head on his chest, his broad chest. She patted it, taking comfort in its solid support. I'm scared, 
she admitted. I would be worried if you were not. He pulled her into the apartment. The couch had been pulled out to make Laura's bed, the covers bunched, evidence of her restless night. He pushed them aside and pulled her down to sit on the bed. Hey, he laughed. Really? He said, mimicking one of her favorite phrases. I am dressed in full battle gear with daggers and a sword at the ready, and you... He surveyed the long t-shirt that came down to her knees. You may not be as well protected as I am against unwanted advances. She punched his chest and grimaced when hard leather bit into her knuckles. Unwanted advances? You may not have noticed, but I have yet to throw myself at you, despite your inflated ego. Veron's eyes twinkled. True, twas not me that you threw yourself at the other night. She gasped in outrage. He pulled her to lie beside him on the bed. Veron? His finger flicked down her nose. Relax, love. The tension has been so thick tonight, I could cut it with one swipe of my sword. Nonchalantly, he pulled a light sheet over them as he said, I will miss the air conditioning. Tis a marvel to see goosebumps on your limbs when it is such a warm, humid evening outside. Hey, Laura, stop. I promise your virtue is safe with me tonight. Let me hold you, comfort you. There are difficult times ahead for us both. You really are my protector, she said, looking deep into his eyes. He nodded. But can you protect me from my fears? Veron picked up the hand she had burned a couple of nights ago. He remembered how he had marched her up to the loft and shoved her upper body through the dark portal, saying, Quickly, Laura, heal thyself. She had shrugged, probably feeling skeptical after her attempt at the restaurant, but when she had uttered the words, power had surged through her, restoring her fingers back to full function. Remember how I prodded you to heal thyself? She nodded. Remember how I hauled you back from the portal before the dragon soaring above on patrol could launch into a dive and snatch you from my side? Laura shuddered as she remembered the gleaming talons thicker than her arms snapping shut on empty air on the other side of the portal, thanks to Veron. I realize Anne Andrea will be strange to you, just as this world is to me, but if you follow my directions without question, I will keep you safe. I will always be with you. Trust me. Strangely, I do, she whispered as she snuggled closely. This trust I'm giving you. It's weird. I really don't know you. A soft kiss touched the top of her head. You do know me. Deep down inside, you do. Wish I could remember. I wish you could, too. It would make life much easier. But not as interesting. He chuckled. You're feeling better. Yeah. Then sleep and know you are well cared for. She slid her hand up his cheek. Prickly stubble scratched her palm. There was never any doubt about your care for me, Veron. Good. I'm glad you realized that. Sleep tight, love. There's that love word again, she said on a yawn. Get used to it, love. A smile of contentment lit his face as her eyes closed and her breathing evened out, denoting deep, deep sleep. He had missed holding her in his arms. Now all he had to do is convince her that this was where she should stay. Chapter 10 they had entered the portal just as the sun rose. This, Veron had explained, eliminated the threat of attack by dragons. It hadn't been easy, and Laura was immensely relieved when Veron went first. No demon waited on the other side, so she had passed two large backpacks through before indulging in a long, tearful embrace with Mandy. 
Only Varan's urging had broken them apart, and now they were trudging through rain at a slow jog. Well, Varan was walking, Laura thought, with baleful resentment. Slow down. Does it always rain here? It rained the last time I was here. Don't you ever get tired? Varan slowed to a stop, turned to face her, and said, You're babbling again. I don't remember you doing this on earth. Laura bent over and put her hands on her knees. She drew in a couple of deep breaths before she said, I didn't have to. I had home advantage. She straightened, stepped up to Varon and poked him in the chest. Fat lot of good that did, though, since he wore that infernal leather armor. Spoiled all her fun in more ways than one, she thought, remembering last night in bed. He chuckled. Hey, you're reading my mind again, she accused, as she felt another blush rush up her cheeks. Something I greatly missed on Earth. It felt like I was disabled, like I was missing a limb. Well, stop it. For me, it's like I've grown another head. She sucked in another deep breath. Now tell me why the fast pace. He took her hands in his and raised them to his lips. Stop that. Don't try to distract me. Talk to me. I don't like the silent treatment. My apologies, my lady. I have merely been lost in thought. It was not my intent to shut you out. Well, you've done a fine job of that. Not only haven't you been talking to me, but I haven't been able to read your, aha, so you admit you have been prodding at my mind. Isn't there an earth saying, what's good for the goose is good for the gander? Jeez, what did you do? Google earth idioms? I had to do something to fill in the long periods of time while you and Mandy put your things in order, he said, making air quotes. But to answer your question, I have been pushing you because the clouds have rolled in and there is always the possibility of a dragon attack. Oh, she automatically looked up, but an overhanging tree branch blocked her view. Tis a slim possibility because I think this is just a shower soon to pass and no dragon wants to risk going up in flames when the sun comes out. However, just in case, I was heading for the traveler's hut. Where we stayed before? Exactly, love. Then why are we just standing here? Move it, Buster. He pointed up to the trees. No rush now. We have plenty of cover, and the hut is just a few yards away. She slapped his arm. You couldn't have stopped at the hut. You had to stop here in the cold, rainy forest, mere yards away from shelter. Self-defense, he claimed with a straight face. The babbling would have gone on even longer had I not stopped. Fine, she pushed past him. Shapely bottom. Laura flushed red and stopped dead in her tracks. You're broadcasting to me. Oh, you caught that shapely bottom thought, huh? Sorry, I did not mean for you to hear that. Tis only because the sight of your backside swaying below your backpack caught me off guard. She sealed her lips shut and stomped down the path. Wonder how he'd like it if he knew I'd been staring at his buns of steel all morning. He murmured quizzically, buns of steel? Then the penny dropped when he snuck deeper into her thoughts. He loved earth idioms. I'd like to thank Catherine for sharing her book with us today, and thank you for listening to the Authors Read Podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes for the link to the book. If you'd like to support the Authors Read Podcast, please like, subscribe, or share. Until next time!